Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Corinth was a cesspool of bad theology. It included a hodgepodge of ideas about life after death. To the people who needed to have their understanding of the resurrection of Jesus and their own future resurrection tweaked to match what is according to the scriptures, Paul wrote this spectacular chapter. The credibility of Jesus would be ruined if he did not rise from the dead. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he faithfully teaches today's portion of this week's message entitled, What If There Is No Resurrection? If there's no such thing as bodily resurrection, and therefore Christ didn't physically rise from the dead, the subtle way of putting it is, or the not-so-subtle way of putting it is, you're a fool if you claim to be a Christian. There's no reason to do what we're doing this morning. There's no reason to pay any attention to any part of Christianity unless there is resurrection and Jesus rose from the dead. Because unless He rose from the dead, you have believed a hoax and you waste your breath to say, Jesus is Lord. Move on. If there is no resurrection, not only you are foolish, but you are deceitful. It's, if there's no resurrection, it's even worse than you and I being fools. Look at verse 15. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God. In other words, we're lying. Because we testified against God that He raised Christ, whom He did not raise, if in fact the dead are not raised. Now, this is clear, and it's... It's serious. The whole thing started to fall immediately when somebody preached that Christ rose from the dead. Peter made himself a liar on the day of Pentecost. Paul, likewise, was a liar, as were the rest of the apostles and every person who has lived his or her life based on the fact that Jesus is Lord. We are all deceitful if there is no resurrection, and if Jesus didn't rise. We're contradicting God. We are found to be false witnesses. That means we've been exposed as liars. We've been caught in the act, if you will. I have never understood from a human perspective why anyone would want to be in ministry if they don't believe in the historic realities of the Christian faith. I grew up that way. I thought those people that went to church on Sundays or Saturdays or whenever they went, I thought, what a waste. What a waste of time. Why would you you bother about that? I also don't understand from a human perspective why anyone would want something to do with a religion or a church that, that wears the name Christian but denies the resurrection and denies miracles and denies the authority of Scripture and the like. 
But that's all from the human perspective. There really is a reason for being involved in religion without a resurrection, without atonement for sin. The reason is, and the reason people do that is, there is this drive within us. We are image bearers of God. He created us in His image to know Him and worship Him. And there is that desire within us to grasp some sense of peace, some sense of purpose, some sense of comfort in a sin-ridden, fallen world. If you want a sense of belonging and meaning, but you're not willing to deal with your sin and your estrangement from God, well, man-made religion is one of the places to go. Man-made religion is just as good at getting people into heaven as the country club, the, the local bar, a fraternal organization, your, your hiking club, your bridge club, whatever else it is. Man has this drive to belong to something, to have a purpose, to, to, to have a reason, and there's only one really true answer, really true. If it's real true, it's really true. There's only one true answer to that problem. That is to be reconciled to God. If there's no resurrection, and yet you claim to be a Christian, you are foolish and you are deceitful. And you know what? It's even worse than that. Not only are you foolish and you are deceitful, you are doomed. That's pretty strong. And it's what this passage says. Verses 16 and 17. For if the dead are not raised... See, there's the question. It was the whole question about resurrection in general. They were saying, we believe Jesus rose from the dead, but we don't know about us. He says, if the dead are not raised, not even Christ was raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Now, worthless there is a different word than the word vain that he used up in verse 14. Uh, the King James Version translates both of them vain, and it misses out on the fact that there's a, a contrast between these words, and it receives greater emphasis. This word here, translated worthless, connotes futility, uh, fruitlessness. It's something void of useful results, something which is totally unproductive, now, this is God's own assessment of so-called Christianity if the dead are not raised and therefore Jesus was not raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. The result of that kind of belief is right there at the end of verse 17, you are still in your sins. Like we saw back in verse 3, that's why Paul said, I delivered to you as a matter of first importance the very first thing is Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. His death, coupled with His resurrection, that's everything for us to be able to know God. If Christ is not raised from the dead, not only are your sins not atoned for, right now you're still a slave to sin. That's why He means you are still in your sins. That's the problem for those who deny the Christ of the Bible, and yet they pretend to be Christians. I call that, and I'm not the one who invented the word, churchianity. 
I, you know, I, I accept a church into my life, and now I have something to belong to. Well, that's not the point. Even if you want to deny the historicity and the reality of things, you still have your sin problem to deal with. And there's only two ways to deal with it. Either you deal with it and you are judged with a perfectly fair, honest, righteous judgment, and you spend your eternity in the lake of fire, or you accept the free gift that Jesus took that judgment upon Himself, and He grants you His righteousness. You've got to deal with that. You've got to deal with your own guilty conscience. You're still going to have to face the justice of God, where you will be compared to a perfect standard of His perfect righteousness and holiness. If there's no resurrection, you're foolish, you're deceitful, you are doomed, and therefore, Paul writes this final word to us, you are pitiful, pitiful. 1 Corinthians 16, or 15, rather, verses 18 and 19. Then those who have fallen asleep in Jesus, that's a euphemism for died, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. pitied. You see what he's saying there? There are people, and there are lots of them in, in our world right now, who, who say we are, we are Christians, but we don't believe in the miracles of the Bible. We don't believe in the, in the physical resurrection. Well, you know, we, just, we, we like the moral teachings of what Jesus gave us about loving and being kind and generous and all of that. And God says, you know what? That's pitiful. You are to be pitied worse than anybody else because you're not even being honest. You're being foolish. You're being deceitful. You're, you're preaching a lie. You're doomed. And you're pitiful. There's nothing about Christianity that is more profound in the human experience than the way Christianity changes a person's view of death. In the view of most people, death is the end of all things. In the midst of this coronavirus stuff, there's so many opinions being stated and so many people trying to sort it out. And uh, I think it was uh, the, the, the governor of New York who, who made the statement this week when they were talking about just, just decimating the economy and, and all these people that were, that were suffering horrible things because of all the things that we've done. He, he made the statement, a perfectly honest, logical statement of a person who does not understand God's Word. He says, yes, people will suffer, but they won't die. It's not death. In other words, death is the very worst thing that could ever happen to us. That's exactly right. If you don't know Jesus Christ, that should be your perspective. The Bible says death is the ultimate adversary that eventually defeats every person. But for Christians, oh, how different. You understand, for a Christian, like we just saw in this two verses we read, for a Christian, death is called, not the ultimate enemy, it's called sleep because it's a temporary pause in physical activity. And it is reversed when you're called forth from the grave. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.